the first day of Attorney General Ken Paxton's impeachment trial concluded today in the Texas Senate. And because between 9 and 13 Texas Republican senators voted with the Democrats to reject Paxton's efforts to either throw out all the charges against him or some of them, the trial will continue. On this week's Liberty Cafe, episode 146, we're going to talk with two folks with the True Texas Project, Julie McCarty and Fran Rhodes, about what went on today and why their organization is taking on this issue as something that's important to liberty-minded Texans. Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Welcome to the Liberty Cafe. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and I'm really blessed to have you here with me today, as I am every week. I really appreciate you listening in to the Liberty Cafe. Also grateful and blessed by the, the sponsors of the Liberty Cafe, Texas Scorecard. They're a great group of men and women over there fighting for liberty here in Texas and really a lot of other places as well. And and, and so go on over to texasscorecard.com and listen in and to their podcast, the other podcasts, the, read their articles, and find out what you two can do to get involved in the fight for liberty here in Texas. Uh, speaking of the fight for liberty here in Texas, I've got some great folks here from the True Texas Project today, and we're going to be talking about the Ken Paxton impeachment. That the, his trial, most people know about it. Ken Paxton is Attorney General of, of the state of Texas. And he was impeached by the Texas House of Representatives uh, back in the end, at the end of May. And so, as in most impeachment processes, the, the House is sort of the grand jury prosecutor type of thing. Once that impeachment happens, then the trial moves over to the Senate. That's the same way it happens at the U.S. Senate and it happens here in Texas as well. And so, uh, today... Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, the day before you'll hear it going live uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. The, the trial just started here in Austin, Texas. So we're almost live and, and almost at the Capitol here, right on, right down here to give you a blow-by-blow account of what's happened here. But also we're going to go backward just a little bit and, and look and see why all this got started in the first place. And, and I couldn't think of two better folks to have on this than Julie McCarty, who is the uh, the, the CEO and head of uh, True Texas Project, and, and Fran Rhodes, who's the president of the True Texas Project. And so um, thank you both very much for being here today. Happy to be We're here. super excited to be here. Thanks for having us. So uh, we'll start with you, Julie. Could, could you just tell us a little bit about the True Texas Project? And then, then after you've done that, could you tell us why you this issue, the impeachment of a Texas elected official, is something that you felt like was proper and appropriate for the True Texas Project to, to weigh in on. Sure. Okay, thanks. Um, so True Texas Project started actually in 2009 as a just a local Tea Party, and we uh, were very effective in replacing some legislators and, and just um, our, our name, you know, garnered some big favorability among conservatives. And so at our 10 year anniversary, we rebranded to True Texas Project, but our heart and soul is still the basic beliefs of the Tea Party, which is fiscal responsibility, rule of law, national sovereignty, you know, all those things that we all are familiar with. Um, And so um, after we rebranded, we opened, now we have 
18 locations across the state of Texas that all meet once a month, bring in great speakers. We also do a lot of social events throughout the month, that sort of thing. So now we have this statewide network of people that honestly, we have trained, like we say, we have built the army and we've trained the army and now we're engaging the army. And so they know better. They, they have been trained to know what rule of law means. And that's why this Paxton impeachment trial is so significant because we all feel like the rule of law has not been followed, that procedures were not followed like they were supposed to. And I don't care if you love or hate Ken Paxton, you still have to follow the right procedures because, I mean, this is this is the drum we've been beating the whole time is that if they're doing it to Ken now, they'll do it to somebody else later and you may not be OK with it. You know, you don't like Ken. Oh, OK, let's look the other way and say this is OK. Well, what if, what happens when it's somebody you do like? So we have to pay attention. We have to hold them accountable. We have to demand an honest and, and fair procedure. All right. Thank you very much, Julie. So Fran Rhodes, uh, tell us a little bit about your work with uh, TTP. Okay. Um, so I got involved with TTP really early on and, and moved from just a volunteer to uh, my local school board to becoming vice president of fundraising and later president when we rebranded for True Texas Project. So the main things that I focus on are uh, legislative activity and training. So I, I set up and coordinate all of the many, many, many training classes that we do. Uh, to our, our mission is to educate and motivate citizens. So we take that education part very seriously. And for the motivation part, we try to get them actually involved. Uh, that's why we're here at the Capitol today. We were here every week during session. Uh, we encourage people to get to their school boards, city councils and county commissioners and, and whatever. So uh, that's what I do for True Texas Project. Okay, great. I was able to come down to uh, your uh, training session in Katy a few months back. That's right. And was able to, it was great to be able to go talk to people about socialism and not have to convince them that it was something bad about it. They, they knew that going in, right? And, and so that, that was very refreshing. Yeah. Uh, so, so you sent out an email, uh, y'all sent out an email uh, a week or so ago. And, and in the email, Fran, you talked about how political opposition is not a base, basis for impeachment. Explain why you think this, this, this impeachment process is not about necessarily what Ken Paxton did wrong, but it's about political opposition. Okay. Two major reasons for that. One is there is a section in Texas code that says if you're going to impeach a statewide elected officer, it cannot be for things that that person did prior to the last election. Everything that is in these impeachment allegations was known before the 2022 election. So that's the first reason that I think it's politically motivated. Uh, the second is the, the way that the House handled the whole thing. The investigation was done in secret without the knowledge of the rest of the House members outside the committee. Um, witnesses were not brought before the committee or the House to testify, uh, only investigators who were hired by the committee. Uh, that's the only testimony that was heard was these hired investigators. Nobody was put under oath, which is also required under Texas code for the uh, general investigating committee. Um, the code says that all committees are to have witnesses put under oath and that committee chairman can waive that requirement except 
for the General Investigating Committee. So right there, they broke the law. Chairman Murr has admitted publicly that no witnesses were sworn in under oath. There was also the whole rushed process. Um, the committee, as I said, met in secret, and then they presented a report to the rest of the House, gave them only 48 hours to study that report and make a decision before they were required to vote. And then the debate on the vote was limited to four hours. Now, why do you do that? If you have actual evidence and you followed the correct legal process to bring an impeachment charge, why do it in secret? Why rush it? Why not? Do you not swear in witness? They didn't do anything right. So my only conclusion is that it was politically motivated. A lot of people have been trying to get rid of Ken Paxton for a very long time for various different reasons. So sounds political. You know, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Yeah, there certainly seems like a lot of uh, smoke. Yeah. In this area, I mean, but not much fire. <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah, but but where you, I'm talking about on the other side, right? It, it, all these things, kind of, well, the, the secrecy and no witnesses being uh, put under oath, those kind of things. There's a lot of smoke, so it seems like there's some must be some kind of fire under it on that side, right? I mean, the, these people trying to rush things through so fast, and you know, so Julie, so you know. Tarrant County and, and that area up around there, that, that's kind of a hotbed for conservatism in Texas, probably the most conservative area in, in the state of Texas, at least conservative populated area right. anyway. Yet a lot of the Republican representatives from that area voted in favor of the Paxton impeachment. Why do you, why do you think that is? I think there's probably several reasons. Of course, we know the main one is that all politicians want to stick their finger in the wind and see which way should I go. So they're not willing to take a stand at this point in time. I know there are others, and I really want to think this about, like Kelly Hancock is up here, um, maybe Mays Middleton. I would like to think that um, they just want to actually have the trial process and put it all to rest and, and let the procedure take its course. So, I mean, I think there's also been a ton of pressure from donors. Um, the, the big, big money people want to get rid of Ken Paxton. Those are the same people that are donating to a lot of our senators and they're feeling a lot of pressure. So I would I'm really hopeful that our senators will do the right thing in the end. Um, I've been told now I'm not there. You guys were there today. I've been told that Dan Patrick was doing a great job um, keeping it fair and and running a, a good procedure. Um, so I'm hopeful they will they'll hear the case and and make the right decision. What we need like ten, right? Ten Republicans to right step up. And I'm under the impression we have eight at this point. So we'll see. Yeah. Those so eight it, should be thanked, by the way. So I'm, I'm hopeful that throughout this interview today that you maybe can mention those eight. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, can, we can get that in, j in just a minute. So you mentioned that the people want to get rid of Ken Paxton. Uh, but uh, Tony Busby, who's the uh, one of the attorneys representing Ken Paxton in the trial here, made the point that Ken ba Paxton is probably the best attorney general in the United States. I mean, he's fighting this liberal group and that liberal, liberal group, that kind of stuff. I saw an article in, uh, oh, the Texas Tribune, and it was done in cooperation with ProPublica or something like that, a, a, another left-wing organization. 
and they were they were talking about all the different times that Ken Paxton had refused to represent a state agency in court, you know, and that's his job. One of his main jobs is to, to represent state agencies in court. And they were saying, oh, you, this is another reason he should be impeached because he's not doing that. Well, if you look at it, every single time he refused to represent a state agency, it's because they're doing something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're going after Michael Sullivan, the Ethic, Texas Ex- Ethics Commission going after Michael Sullivan or, or, or somebody's been, you know, putting... I can't remember all the details, but they're, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. And he says, no, I'm not going to represent that because I think it violates the Texas Constitution or Texas laws, th- mm-hmm. those types of things. So so why would 60 Republicans in the Texas House, I mean, wh- why would they want to get rid of this, the, the best attorney general in the United in the United States? Well, you know, most of them are not Republicans. <laughs> I don't care what letter is after their name. They're not Republicans. Yeah. So, I mean, that's got to be the biggest. They all, I mean, I, we know that politicians are not leaders. They are followers and they follow and, and get in line with what they have to do in order to get power or money. Right. And so if the power is telling them this is what you need to do, then that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Very true. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened today. So, Fran, you're right down smack dab in the middle. You're sitting there in the Senate gallery today, although I understand the, it was kind of hard to hear a little bit. But so so just tell folks uh, what, what happened today in the first day of the Ken Paxton impeachment trial. OK, um, in the in the morning session, I, I got in there rather late. But what they were doing was after they swore in each of the senators individually, um, they were going through uh, motions to dismiss, and there were numerous motions to dismiss, and each assigned a specific uh, article of impeachment. Um, they were doing double votes, so they were doing a handwritten ballot vote on the motion, and the clerk would read that off, and then she would hand that off to uh, Governor Patrick, and he would again read the names and have them all answer out loud to confirm the vote. So it took, it takes a lot of time, but I think they're trying to be really careful to make sure every every vote is recorded properly. Um, We were all a little disappointed in some of our, what we thought were our strong conservative senators who uh, voted against all the motions to dismiss or most of them. Um, I'm anxious tomorrow to go look up the actual voting records. I tried to take notes, but it goes a little too fast to do that. Senator Hughes was one of them. Who who didn't vote to dismiss? He he voted nay on everyone that I heard. Now, there were several that were done before I got in there. Yeah, I think there were a couple that he was on our side with, but by and large, you're right. He was was against. Uh, Senator Middleton on the ones that I heard voted no. Uh, Senator Hancock, you know, some of these guys that we've kind of, Senator Bentoncourt, now, he, I only heard like three or fours, and a and couple of them, he voted for the motion, right. and, and a couple he didn't. Um, but I, I think we were all expecting more support on motions to dismiss. I mean, that's what we've all been calling for, was, was to dismiss, not, you know, even hold the trial. And it was disappointing to see how many would not vote for the motions to dismiss. 
then they took a lunch break, and uh, after lunch, they started with opening statements and swearing in of witnesses. Uh, I heard the last part of Chairman Moore's opening statement. Uh, he said all the things that you would expect him to say based on what he said so far. And uh, then Mr. Busby did the opening statement for General Paxton, and I thought he did a really good job. Um, he basically uh, addressed almost everything in the allegations and said, you know, what you've heard is is what the committee has said, what the media has supported, and it's lies. It's, and he said, we have the evidence to prove that it's lies. I love that he laid out the whole granite countertop thing. <laughs> uh, and that, that kind of goes back to what you know, we were saying earlier is that, you know, in, in your email, there, there was no opportunity for General Paxton to, you know, get in there and put exculpatory evidence right. in, in the record or, you know, cross-examine the witnesses. I mean, you know, this is the trial part, but, but, Typically, you know, well, I say typically, this has only happened, what, three times in Texas history. But but the last time was with the judge in the 70s, and the last time for a statewide elected official was Paul Ferguson back in the 20s, I think it was. Was it was 18? It, it might have been 18, yeah. yeah. No, well, it would have been it would have been the 1900s, oh. or late, late early 18, because his wife was the governor, I think, in the 20s, maybe something like that. Anyway, um, whenever it was, but... W- they were all very open political processes. I mean, it, yes. the, it wasn't just this secret star chamber kind of thing like we, and I, I don't, I can't think of a better word to describe what the house did than star chamber, right. You know, taking us back to the old days of you know, medieval England where the King was going to impose his will. And he brought the people who were being, uh, you know, prosecuted into a private chamber with judges and there was nobody else around yep. and they got to do their will. That's kind of like that, except in this case, Ken Paxton wasn't in there, right? He didn't even know it was happening and neither did almost all the members of the, the Texas House of Representatives, like five of them knew, maybe six of them knew the something like the that. Committee. The yeah. committee and the speaker obviously knew, but other than that, nobody seemed to know. So, so it's a star chamber and kind of thing. And, and it, it just kind of, goes back to the, the idea of why even let this thing go forward in the Senate with this kind of process in place. And I assume that's what y'all are taking. You're, you're not necessarily saying Ken Paxton's not guilty of anything or Ken Paxton's a nice, clean Boy Scout, not at all. which I, I think pretty much we can all see that he's probably not a nice, clean Boy Scout. But, but that doesn't mean that he did the things that they said he was doing because all the press didn't involve both sides of the story. Right. Yeah. And uh, Julie mentioned earlier, it, it doesn't matter whether you love Ken Paxton or hate him. That's, in my opinion, that's totally irrelevant to what's happening here. Um, because if you hate Ken Paxton and you want him to be impeached because you hate him, what's going to happen next time if you love the next one that they try to do this to? And they do the very same thing. The key is we cannot let them get away with this because if we do, they will do it again. And, you know, it's not, it's not always going to be somebody you don't like. One of these days, it'll be somebody you love. Well, Bill, I think it would be important to mention that as an attorney general, Ken Paxton is doing a fantastic job. Like, there's no way we can argue that. Like, uh, conservatives across the board, if they're being honest, would have to say Ken Paxton is doing a great job. The reason 
so many people on the right are against him is because of his personal life. It's not really his professional life that they're upset about. Um, and I just think that's significant. I did not vote for Ken Paxton in the primary because of personal issues in his, like, I, we don't need to spill all his dirty laundry out, but there were things about him that I, I thought questioned his integrity. But as my attorney general, as the attorney general of Texas, he's doing a stand-up job. There's no reason to get rid of him. So the voters already were aware of everything in his past, all the allegations, and they wanted him to be attorney general. It's not our place now to just come in or the Senate's place or the House's place to come in and say, nah, we, we don't want him. Let's get rid of him. And just because people with money and power can manipulate things, hopefully the Senate will stand up and do the right thing. You know, Fran and I were talking earlier today about how you know, we, we, we saw something similar to this, I think, with uh, Donald Trump up in Washington, D.C., where the deep, you know, you, we used to call it the deep state, but it's not deep anymore. It's right on the, re it's on the record, right? It's it's right there for all of us to see these mm -hmm. days. And, and they, they it, you know, they, they take notes. Now, sometimes they hide the notes, but they're all there. And, you know, they came after him and they're still coming after him, right? And, but that, that seemed to be this kind of, you know, amorphous, bureaucratic, deep state, people locked into these things, mostly democratic and those kind of things. But but here we see something similar coming at us from a lot of Republicans. I mean, a lot of people have made, uh, you know, pointed to that, you know, 60 Republicans voted for this and only 13 voted against it. Uh, and, um, you know, actually more Democrats voted for it. But we have this thing right in our own state. We don't have to go to Washington, D.C. to find the swamp anymore, it seems like. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's right here. And but it but I think what y'all have often seen with the True Texas Project is, in some ways, this isn't surprising because you see this on policy issues and votes all the time. Regardless of what is happening here, don't y'all see sort of this this administrative state, you know, culture taking over <laughs> Texas policy and things like I that? I mean, I almost have to say this is a blessing in disguise because it's waking lots of new new activists yeah. up to, to the, you know, making them aware that, oh, wow, Texas is a mess. It is a swamp all its own. And those of us that are deeply involved have been saying for years that Texas is a worse swamp than D.C. is. People just aren't aware of it because, oh, it's my state rep and I like him and he calls me sometimes and, you know, I have him on speed dial, you know, or whatever. And they're so protective of these friendships and relationships they think they have that they're not willing to look at the truth. Even when we've spent a decade telling them this is how they vote, this is what what bills they kill, these are the games they play behind you know closed doors, they don't want to hear it. They're like, oh, it's it's somebody else's state rep. It's not my state rep. Yeah, uh, Julie's right. This impeachment is a wake-up call for a lot of people. Uh, and and so was the, the 2020 COVID year. We have seen so much more uh, political activism as a result of the COVID year and everything that went down uh, than we've ever seen in, in the 12 years before that I've been involved in doing this. And I think this impeachment is another one of those major things. Uh, for me, it's it's even worse and more important. And uh, the attorney for General Paxton that did an opening statement, the second one today, and I don't remember his name, but he said something. I wrote it down because I thought it was so profound. He said, we are on the west edge of democracy here. And I just think that's really, really true. If 
if this impeachment, if, if Ken Paxton is impeached, we might as well all hang up our hats and go live on an island somewhere because I don't know where we go from there. Yeah, I used to think, I used to look around talking to people, where do we go if the United States collapsed? And, <laughs> and Argentina used to seem like a pretty good place for a while, but now they've kind of gone south on things. So I'm not sure where we would go anymore. So it looks like we're just going to have to stay here and fight for Texas. I, right, I we're going to save Texas. It's worth it. All exactly. right, we'll stay and fight in Texas. <laughs> okay. um, so we talked about the, the, the Senate vote earlier. And so there's 30 senators, 31 senators, but um, 30 who can vote because Angela Paxson has been recused from this, married to the, the defendant there. And so in the vote, the votes today were at one level or another votes on motions from Senator General Paxton to dismiss charges, right? And I think he had one, the very first one was to dismiss all the impeachment charges. And on, on that one, there were six votes against, right? And and, and you mentioned uh, talking about those. I think, I think it's worth mentioning who they were. So these are the ones who would have said, we don't want a trial. And I, I don't want to put words in their mouths, but I think a lot of us would, would think, we don't want a trial because the process is a sham up, up until this point. If the House wants to go back and do it right and, and they come to the same conclusion, then, then we can have a trial. But at this point, no. And so the ones who said no to the trial were, were Tan Parker, Charles Schwartner, Donna Campbell, Bob Hall, Lois Kolkhorst, and Brandon Creighton. Right? That, was, that was the group. And they, I think, I, I didn't write it all down just like you. It was moving pretty fast. But I think those folks voted no on just about everything. That there were two more names that were given to me. And I, I understand I didn't get the review till after it was right. all over today. But the yeah. other two names given to me that maybe didn't vote with these six, but voted consistently all day were uh, Paul Bettencourt and Charles Perry. Right. So, so that might so, be verified. But. Yeah, exactly. So there were uh, there were the six vote no votes every time. And then quite often, Charles Perry and Paul Bettencourt joined those. And so there was this group of eight. You often got the votes to eight. Now, there was one vote, I think, and that was the vote to exclude evidence before the election, the yeah. last election. That, that, one got, that. that one got to 10, if I, if I recall correctly. And, and so, you know, you've got this, this. A lot of the votes were 921, 921. Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of went back and forth. Uh, and so... With 30 senators voting, but 31 in present, including Angela Paxson, that means it's two-thirds to convict. That means you have to get to 21 votes. So if you do the math, uh, there are 11 Democrats. Is, is that right? And they, they need um, – and there's 20 Republicans, I believe that's the way. So if they need – 10 Republicans to vote with the 11 Democrats to convict. But if, uh, no, I'm sorry, 11 Republicans. Well, let me just do it this way. If 10, <laughs> sorry, it gets, I get confused. I, know, uh, if, I don't if, do if, math, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> if 10, I don't either, obviously, but if 10 Republican senators vote against, vote for acquittal, then he'll be acquitted. So, so we saw that there were six who seemed to be saying, we don't think this should be the case. So that really means Paxton needs only four, four more. more. Now, we don't know how those six will finally vote, and we don't know if 
those other two will continue to vote that way after they see the evidence. I mean, it could be some of the people who voted, uh, you know, the way they did to let things continue on, just want to see the evidence and let the process move forward. And either they believe that's the right way to go or it provides them some political cover either way. Uh, so, you know, who knows how this is going to work out, but I'm going to put y'all on the spot here and tell me what you think about what, what it looks like going forward. So who wants to go first? You go first, oh, Julie. <laughs> first, um, I just want to say that one thing Luke Macias today, it, he gave out a little quick summary. And he made a good point, I thought, saying that the media is going to try to convince all of us that it's over, that the numbers were so low today. We only had the six or we had the eight or whatever. And they're going to try to convince us that it's over because that works in best interest of the left, right, to get that mindset. And uh, Luke didn't think that it was over. And I, I don't either. I think when we've got six to eight and then I look at some of the other names, Hancock, Middleton, I feel like Hughes. I mean, if we can pressure these people, I it's up to us. It is up to the grassroots to step up and who's your state rep or your state senator? Are you pressuring them? Are you telling them that I don't just see this as uh, how you voted, yes or no, one way or the other? I see it as are you voting with the party, with the Republicans, or are you voting with the Democrats? Whose side are you taking? Because we haven't really talked about this on your show yet today, but this is very much Republicans going after Republicans. And I just said the other day, we're always asking the Republicans to fight harder, get a little bit dirtier, a little bit meaner, and now they are, and they're going after our own people. Why? Yeah. Yeah. They need to be called on the carpet for that. So if we pressure them enough, I think we win this. Fran? Yeah, and I think, as you just said, Bill, that a lot of these senators are, are voting against motions today that we were hoping they would vote for. I think you're right. They feel an obligation to let the process play out, hear all of the evidence before making a decision one way or the other. And you hit the nail on the head too with political cover. There's always that. So um, we do need to say, I had several people come up to me today that said, we need to primary Brian Hughes or we need, you know, whomever. And I don't see that happening. I don't know who's going to step up and challenge someone like Brian Hughes. Maybe somebody would, but I think we need to give them a chance, uh, give them a, an opportunity to do the right thing. And if, if we only really need 10 or 11, whichever it turned out to it's, be, it's, it's 10. <laughs> I, I think we can get there. All right. Well, thank you both very much for being on today. It's it a blessing to have you here and, and just grateful that y'all could y'all are weighing in on this and trying to uh, help make a difference here on this issue and a lot of others in, in Austin. Can I can I make a little push for you? Sure. We just want to say thank you because you come to our, 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 you know, we have 18 locations around the state. And you come and you speak and you educate us. And I'm pretty sure you have several stops you're making before the November election. I'll be, in Tar- I'll be in Tarrant County uh, on Monday. Perfect. There you go. Perfect example. So all right. we'll see you then. Well, all right. Well, thank you very much. And, and thanks to all y'all for listening in today, uh, the Liberty Cafe. And thanks once again to our sponsor, Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.